88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Locate us on the web at WCBN.org. 15 seconds remain. Hunwick has it. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's said Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I eat them anyway? Every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. And Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture, and waiter, there's culture in my food. Now, tonight, we're going to answer the question... We're going to try to answer this question in a half hour. What is an executive weirdo do-gooder, and what does it have to do with baked goods? I'm going to give you a hint here. Pie. It's all about the pie. And we're going to find out more about all this in just a moment and an event coming up this evening at 7 in Ann Arbor. But in the meantime, we need to warm up the oven here and play this little tune that may either have four different kinds of pie or three kinds of fruits and one fruit pie, but we'll let you decide. Thank you, Jay and the Techniques. Apple, peaches, pumpkin pie from 1967. Yeah. 
I'm warm now. I'm all warmed up. The oven's warmed up. So Sarah Fertig has a blog, and she describes her position as executive weirdo do-gooder. And then there's Chris, who's described as junior weirdo do-gooder, boyfriend and baking assistant. And there's Shalosh, border collie, terrible co-pilot, terrible sous chef, but great dog. But I'm getting ahead of myself. What What is an executive weirdo do-gooder, and what does it have to do with baked goods? Earlier today in a busy cafe, I posed the question to Sarah Fertig. So you have a, a thing that's that's burgeoning and growing and cooking called Pie It Forward. That's P-I-E It Forward. Tell me about that. Um, we, we have two names. We're both Pie It Forward and Occupy, with an emphasis on the pie at the end. And this was um, what started out as an 18-week-long project um, in Liberty Plaza in Ann Arbor. One week, uh, actually the week of Art Fair, I just showed up to give away three free pies. And I kept doing it. And then once it got too cold and the crowds really stopped showing up because everybody was hibernating, I realized that I wanted to keep going with it. And since I was already building a custom camper, I decided that I would take it on the road. Wow. So you're starting something very exciting. We are starting tonight. Yep. Tonight is our launch party, our kickoff party. And that's going to be at the... Delanis the Delana shelter um, where I've been working for the past eight months and I was a volunteer six months before that and uh, I have to say I'm pretty lucky because not too many places when uh, when they hear that you're quitting offer to let you host a party in their cafeteria <laughs> so so what, <laughs> what's your goal for having a party in their cafeteria the reason that I wanted to have the party in the cafeteria is because I wanted to really um, bring attention to and thank all of the people that have been supporting me and, and have believed in my mission from the very beginning. Um, several of the residents of the shelter over the course of the last eight months um, came to visit me every week at Liberty Plaza. Um, I've talked over a lot of my philosophies with residents and staff. And um, I mean, I am sad to be leaving. And so I wanted to have the party someplace that would be the most accessible to the most number of people. So let's um, start with the, the very basic idea here. What, what is your goal here? Um, well, our goal is to visit at least 20 major cities around the country and distribute free pie in each of them and start a revolution. Wow, that sounds ta- like a pretty tasty revolution. It is a tasty revolution. It's tasty, it's free, it's accessible. Um, and as, uh, as, as somebody said during an interview that I had over the summer with AnnArbor.com, if you don't like pie, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> so what's, what is the idea behind a pie revolution? Well, it all started last summer um, when now, uh, she's a senator now, but she was just Elizabeth Warren back then. She made what's, uh, what people now call her factory speech. Um, the idea, if you built a factory and you got rich, that's great, but you moved your goods on roads that everyone else paid for with their taxes, and your workers were educated in public schools paid for by taxes and you were dependent on fire and police paid for with taxes. And so if you have this factory, you have to pay back into the system that helped create your success, and you have to put that in for the next person who has a great idea. And that made some people really happy and some people really mad, Um, and I loved it, but I wanted to put it in, I wanted to change the metaphor so that it was even easier to understand, and I used the metaphor of pie. I have what I call the manifesto, 
right. full, of, full of puns. <laughs> and my manifesto says that I baked a pie, but even though I baked it and bought the ingredients, it's still not my pie. Um, I didn't plant the apple tree, I didn't milk the cow, I didn't churn the butter, I didn't plant the wheat field. Um, other people had to build the roads, other people built the grocery store. Um, and so even though I have this completed pie, it partially belongs to all of the people that were instrumental in getting all of the pieces of the pie to me. And that's why I'm happy to share it with anyone, anyone, anywhere. And the only condition is if I'm sharing this pie with you, pie it forward. Figure out what your own pie is and share it with other people. Thank you, Four Tops, Sarah Fertig, Executive Weirdo Do-Gooder, Pie It Forward, with a manifesto, dealing with occupying, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch, yes indeed, this is WCBN, and I wanted to find out more about pies and what Sarah Fertig was doing, and so I asked her perhaps the most important and fundamental question, what kind of pie? Well, um, we've been pretty limited to apple pie. Apples come in really convenient five-pound bags, and it's easy to scale up. Um, I made three pies a week. If I was doing that with strawberries, I would have gone broke. Um, but as we travel the country, we're going to be um, going to a lot of co-ops, farmers markets, maybe maybe even actual farms. And so I'm, I'm willing to work and experiment with whatever materials are readily available, but apple is my specialty. Okay. So what's the itinerary? You're going to be doing this event at Delanis uh, Shelter tonight, and then what happens? And then um, I finish packing up my apartment and, and my dog and my boyfriend. Uh, they're, they're coming with me. They're not going into boxes. <laughs> and um, we're leaving our apartment in Ypsilanti on February 28th, and on March 3rd we're hitting the road. We're going to take our time across the country. Um, no reason to rush. And our first event is in San Francisco on March 20th. So, uh, what are some other thoughts you have about what you're doing? I'm just really excited to get this revolution going. Um, you know, I, I come from the generation of kids whose parents were baby boomers, so I, I grew up hearing about my parents and their crazy adventures in the late 60s and early 70s. Um, my dad supposedly blew up a toilet in his high school before that kind of thing would get you shipped to Guantanamo. Um, my mother organized a protest in her high school where everybody checked out the maximum number of books and then returned them all at the same time. And I'm not exactly sure what that statement was about, but it was a really great you know, collective action, which is really surprising in a world before Twitter. Um, and, and I've just always wondered since I graduated high school, what is my revolution? What am I, what am I doing? Or am I missing something? And uh, that's one of the reasons I adopted the name Occupy, not just because it's a great pun, but because when the original Occupy Wall Street started, I remember reading about it in the news and I kept thinking, I, I should be there. This is, this is the thing for my generation. This is, this is my generation's you know, Woodstock or moon landing. And I'm, I'm, I was so worried that you know, 20 years from now, I'd look back on that as a missed opportunity. 
and luckily, you know, I found a way to fold it into my own experiences, and uh, and I don't have to sleep in a park, which is really great. <laughs> <laughs> so after you've had the event tonight at Delanus, and you've shared pie, and traveled the country, do you think you might be making the full pie circle back to Ann Arbor and Ipsy at some point? That is the rough plan at the moment. Um, you know, one of the other reasons we're going on this trip is is to sort of explore the country. And there's some idea that, you know, there might be something out there for us, some other city that we really click with. But um, I'm, I was born and raised in Michigan. I grew up in Brighton, as did my boyfriend. We both do really like this area. One idea we're toying with is the idea of coming back to Ann Arbor Ipsy and opening up a donation-based cafe that would be focused on pie. You know, it might be the, the Pie It Forward Cafe and, uh, you know, have a, a limited menu of drinks and it would just be a great community gathering space. Um, so that, that's one idea we have. It must be exciting to brainstorm all these things. It, it is really fun. It cuts into my sleep, but I have a lot of great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add? Um, just that I, I have the utmost faith in my mission. I'm really excited to get out there and share pie. It, it worked great for 18 weeks in Ann Arbor. I see no reason why I can't take it across the whole country. And how can people find out more about your mission online? You can go to pieitforward.wordpress.com and from there we've got our Facebook page and our Twitter handle. We're very accessible. You can also email us at it forward occupy that's o-c-c-u-p-i-e at gmail.com so there you have it sarah fertig her blog is about pie it forward the blog itself was right in front of me a second ago. So, Pi It Forward is the blog. Here it is. Nope. Sorry. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and I'm momentarily discombobulated. Apple, peaches, pumpkin pie. Yes, exactly. So, the blog is called Pi It Forward. The initiative is also called Occupy, and she'll be traveling the country with her boyfriend and her dog, delivering pies to people who need it. It's pieitforward.wordpress.com. Exactly. Now, the launch party we were talking about is tonight at the Delana Shelter from 7 to 8.30 p.m. That's at 312, that's 312 West Huron in Ann Arbor, and the public is welcome. The Delana Shelter is not too far from the parking structure on Ann Street. So that's tonight from 7 to 8.30 p.m., Sarah says on her blog, if you feel so inclined, feel free to bring a store-bought pie, but donations of socks or flip-flops would be appreciated even more by all the wonderful folks I will sadly be leaving behind. So her blog says, the Vardo went on the truck this morning, and I had to ask myself, what's a Vardo? So I checked around, and a Vardo is a traditional horse-drawn wagon used by British Romani people, or it's a town in the extreme northeast part of Norway. Assuming that Pyatt Forward is not going to be dragging an entire town of 2,000 cold Norwegians along on the trip, I double-checked, actually, in fact, reading the blog more carefully this time, and found out that the Vardo is closer to the British Romani model. It's the mobile home away from home 
a home heading for a home, perhaps, for pie at forward. It's not drawn by horses, but in fact, well, imagine how much pie you'd have to feed to the horses. In fact, it'll be drawn by a 1999 Silverado 2500 by the name of Gracie. So they will be traveling the country. It all is kicked off this evening at the Delana Shelter from 7 to 8.30 p.m. This is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN.org. WCBN.org, also WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the history of pie from a website called whatscookingamerica.net. America is cooking. The roots of pie, says here, can loosely be traced back to the ancient Egyptians during the Neolithic period or New Stone Age, beginning around 9500 B.C. Those early forms of pies are known as galettes, which are essentially rustic free-form pies. And what's WCBN but a free-form pie? Our ancestors made these pie-like treats with oat, wheat, rye, and barley, then filled them with honey and baked the dish over hot coals. Did somebody say honey pie? She was a working girl, north of England way. Now she's hit the big time. In the USA And if she could only hear me This is what I'd say Honey pie You are making me crazy I'm in love but I'm lazy So won't you please come home Oh honey pie My position is tragic Come and show me the magic Of your Hollywood song You became a legend Of the silver screen And now the thought of meeting you Makes me weak in the knee sure when you'd be home. How are you? Look, I don't know when I'll be back. Uh, 
Could you leave a key or... No, you can, you can, you can. I've got steaks and baked potatoes and sour cream and chives and salad and fresh baked pie. I would have made a pot roast. I make a terrific pot roast, but I didn't know whether you ever had pot roast or whether you like pot roast. I mean, anyway, there wasn't time because it should be made the day before. So I got steaks with all my ration stamps. And you must be hungry because, I mean, with all the hotel hunting, you couldn't have had time to eat or anything. I mean, you could, you can't go yet. I, I, You've got to stay for supper. That's all there is to it. What kind of pie? What kind of pie? The question, pretty much. Robert Redford and Barbara Streisand on WCBN? Really? Okay. From The Way We Was, I believe was the movie's name. So what kind of pie? That's the question. We were talking a moment ago about the history of pie. Well, millennia later, after 9500 B.C., when the roots of pie were rooted, the bakers of the pharaohs incorporated nuts, honey, and fruits in bread dough, a primitive form of pastry. Drawings of this can be found etched on the tomb walls of King Ramses II, located in the Valley of the Kings. He ruled from 1304 to 1237 B.C. The tradition of galettes was carried on by the Greeks. Historians believe that the Greeks actually originated pie pastry. The pies during the period were made by a flour-water paste wrapped around meat. This cooked the meat and sealed in the juices. So now we got savory pies, huh? The Romans, sampling the delicacy, carried home recipes for making it, a prize of victory when they conquered Greece. The wealthy and educated Romans used various types of meat in every course of the meal, including the dessert course. Meat in the dessert course. According to historical records, oysters, mussels, lampreys, and other meats and fish were normal in Roman puddings. It is thought that the puddings were a lot like pies. And in 160 BC, we're jumping ahead quite a lot, hope you don't get whiplash, the Roman statesman Cato the Elder wrote a treatise on agriculture called De Agricultura. He loved delicacies and recorded a recipe for this era's most popular pie cake called Placenta. Mm -mm. They were primarily used as an offering to their gods. Placenta was more like a cheesecake baked on a pastry base or sometimes inside a pastry case. That's a rhyme. The delights of the pie spread throughout Europe via the Roman roads, where every country adapted the recipes to their customs and foods. Where we come today to the pizza pie. A song called Pizza Pie. A friend found this 45 in their basement, produced sometime after the Egyptians of ancient times. But this fellow by the name of Dave Kennedy, a one-man big band, he says, doing a 35 multiple sound on sound recording. Dave Kennedy, America's Mr. Music. The B-side is Wait Till the Sun Shines Nelly, but Pizza Pie is what we're interested in here. The Miracle of Dave Kennedy, it says on the back. 35 parts, including 18 different string parts, three trombones, four saxophones, drums, piano, bass, vibes, flutes, trumpet, and four voices. Believe it or not, Dave is playing and singing all of them himself. Here is brute evidence of his top genius in the talent field. Get ready for brute evidence. Thank you. 
simple but crazy about a pizza pie. Pizza pie. When we're kissing, she keeps a missing pizza pie. Pizza pie. Oh, how I wish that I could be a big pizza pie. Pizza pie. Do my baby, I know how you love that pizza pie. Pizza pie. Baby, right now, won't you think of me instead of pizza pie? Pizza pie. She said to me, Why can't you be a baby pizza pie? Pizza pie. I wanna go steady, but she's going. With a peepee up the pie. You can't miss her. Always gotta kiss with a peepee up the pie. Oh, how I wish I was a dish. Peepee up the pie. The Miracle of Dave Kennedy says so right here on the sleeve. <laughs> applause, applause from the gallery. Dave is his own composer, arranger, instrumentalist, and vocalist. Says here, I'm going to read this again. Here is brute evidence of his top genius in the talent field. It's brute evidence. Uh, that was pretty brutal. Are you okay, Alrof? You okay? Uh, he's, he's been brutalized. Alrof will be helping us to face the music if he can endure it after that. But that was Dave Kennedy at Pizza Pie. Who can sing like that? Only Dave Kennedy. I can only pretend to sing like that. But speaking of pies, we're wrapping up here. What about Sing a Song of Sixpence? You know, 4 and 20 blackbirds baked in a pie. I thought that was kind of a surreal, whimsical sort of idea. But Wikipedia says it is known that a 16th century amusement was to place live birds in a pie. Uh, an Italian cookbook from 1549 contained such a recipe to make pies so that birds may be alive in them and fly out when it is cut up. And this was referred to in a cookbook of 1725 by John Knott. Not that it is not referred to in a cookbook, it is referred to by John Knott. So wrapping things up here, thank you for Sarah Furtick for chatting with me about her initiative, Pie It Forward. You can find out all about that at pieitforward.wordpress.com, about their initiative to travel the country giving away pies to those who need pies and who does not need pie. The launch party starts in just a few minutes at the Delanus Shelter. The public is welcome. The Delanus Shelter is at 312 West Huron in Ann Arbor, and tonight from 7 to 8.30 p.m., now, before I go, um, I should let you know from the Associated Press that a Michigan company based in Lenawee County has been charged in a scheme federal officials have dubbed Honeygate. Grape Farms is one of the largest honey producers in the country. The company buys honey in 42 states and around the world. Immigration and customs enforcement officials say Grape Farms and another honey supplier were involved in a scheme to dump Chinese honey in the United States. Grape Farms has agreed to play at pay a $2 million fine. Some of the honey contained antibiotics not approved by the FDA for use in honey. 
None of the charges allege any instances of illness or other public health consequences attributed to consumption of the honey, but the investigation is continuing. And we have evidence here of a secret agent by the name of Winnie the Pooh, I believe is his moniker, in Operation Honeygate. And I believe here he's making references to honey dumping. He's saying dump-de-dump-de-dump, and that's how you'll know that this is what he's talking about. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a half an hour at least. Arwolf will help us to face the music in just a moment as soon as he recovers from the pizza pie. And in the meantime, Sterling Holloway, take us out, would you? Or perhaps is it Secret Agent Winnie the Pooh? I don't know. Hum dum dee dum, hum dee dum dum. I'm so humbly in my tumbly. Time to munch an early luncheon. Time for something sweet. Oh, I wouldn't climb this tree if a pool flew like a bee. But I wouldn't be a bear then, so I guess I wouldn't care then. Bears love honey and I'm a poo bear, so I do care, so I'll climb there. I'm so rumbly in my tumbly, time for something sweet. you Winnie the Pooh. And apologies to Dorothy Parker, who absolutely detested Winnie the Pooh. But you can't please everybody. It's 7 o'clock. We're proof of that. WCBN FM Ann Arbor. 88.3 is the frequency. I'd like to begin by thanking everybody who donated to keep WCBN being what it is during our very nice fun to drive. Lots of people donated and had a, a lot of very generous people who participated during this show. So thank you so much. Um, in response, I'm going to squeeze as many saxophonists into this hour as possible. Keep the talk at a minimum. I'd like to begin with Sidney Bechet and his New Orleans Feet Warmers, recorded in 1940. Mr. Bechet's looking very relaxed. 
but we have to put some heat on. So I think this is going to help because it is too cold outside, sometimes inside. How are you feeling?